what's up guys welcome back to the crazy talk podcast my name is rob and me vanessa and uh thanks for joining us we uh it's it's been a while it's been about like two weeks i think the last one i think went up on january 30th and uh i know y'all are wondering yes <laughs> that shane dawson episode is still the one that's in the lead <laughs> i think last check there's 358 different listens to it wow. so again don't know why <laughs> but like we start off with every podcast Thanks for joining us, guys. If you do not know, this podcast is a topical podcast. It comes out every week on Mondays, except for the past two weeks because life was busy. I had a lot of things going on at work. A lot of things were landing on Sunday, so we just weren't able to do it. But here we are. We're back at it. Hopefully, we can keep up with it again. And a lot of stuff doesn't get in the way. But uh, yeah, before we get into it, remember, we have a, we have a Twitter account. It's at Crazy Talk Pod. You guys can leave any questions or comments or anything there. Go follow us. See any updates on there. Uh, but yeah, again, this podcast comes out on every single streaming service. So share with your friends and lay back, <laughs> crack open a good LaCroix oh, and enjoy. That's nasty. Did you hear that? No. Crack open a good LaCroix uh-huh. and enjoy. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Like Robert said, things have been landing on Sundays, and something is also landing today. We're just deciding to do the podcast before it starts. Yeah, literally hours before it starts. I've been really looking forward to this. And if you guys don't know, on my YouTube channel, Ambitious Casual, I've been actually, for some reason, I don't know why, I've just been like, I'm going to do this. I think there's uh, there's a whole spiel. What? But anyways, on my YouTube channel, I've been reviewing movies and getting into it. And oh my God, the month of January slash December has been yeah. crazy for me in regards to like, I've just, I my, my dream is to do filmmaking. My dream is to do writing and just storytelling and all that kind of stuff. And I love movies. Vanessa and I, I think one of the things that we go and do a lot is go to the movies because we yeah. enjoy it. And so I just, for, I don't ever go online and watch people's movie reviews. I don't ever do that. I don't even look up people's movie reviews like articles. But I was like, I got this weird feeling like I want to do reviews. And so I have been starting to do that and kind of been utilizing my time and to watching a movie every single week so I can do a review as also a way to teach myself. Mm. I'm really utilizing that time to be like, all right, I'm going to learn from what this person's skill set is, see how they film, see how they structure the stories and all that kind of stuff. So I've been utilizing that time to do it. But with that being said, we're coming up to the 93rd oscars academy awards no 92nd academy awards <laughs> and i wanted to make a big point into watching every single movie that was nominated for best picture this year mm-hmm. um i honestly have not been able to see the oscars in a long time mainly because i, I me working in, in in the restaurant industry sunday is a weekend and usually sundays are busy days so i usually work every single sunday but with my job recently i've been able to work sunday mornings every single Sunday for the past, who knows how long. So it has really just landed in my favor that I'm actually able to watch the Oscars this time around. So this entire month of January and a little bit of December has been a huge month of catch up mm-hmm. of trying to watch every single movie. I think uh, sometime in the middle of January, I literally went on my day off and watched two movies at the theater <laughs> back to back. Yeah. I was at work. Yeah. Best time of my life. ever. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. But um, but yeah, so today is the Academy Awards. Right now, everyone's walking the red carpet as we speak. When this podcast comes out, it's already done. But I'm excited. 
I'm really, really excited because I really like the movies that are coming out. And I kind of wanted to utilize this time to just go over some of the nominees and see where we kind of land on in regards to what we think will win, who it would be like. And we're not going to go through that much. Um, mainly, you have to check out his videos if you want to get a full review. Yeah, absolutely. I have a couple. I, I barely started mainly at the beginning of this year to really hit it off. So anything in regards to like the 92nd Academy Awards, I didn't really do a review on it because it was already way past my time. But um, yeah, if you there's movies that are coming out that you guys want to know about this year, I'm trying my best to get those reviews out literally <clears throat> the day of its release or the night of or the day after. So yeah, it's called Ambitious Casual. Go check it out. Subscribe. Share with your friends. Whatever. Comment. Let's you know, let's get right into it. Okay. <laughs> so for the 92nd Academy Awards, I want to just talk about I think it's five things. Okay. Supporting actress and supporting actor, best lead actor, best lead actress, and then movie, best picture, and then I just want to go through director real fast. Okay, um, we're starting. So we're going to start in director. We're going to get the easy one out of the way because I don't think you really want to talk all that much about that. <laughs> so with best director, we've got nominated Quentin Tarantino Oof. for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Todd Phillips for Joker, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Mm. Martin Scorsese for Irishman and Sam Mendes for 1917. Um, in this list, I've seen every single movie. I think Vanessa's seen mm, three. Well, no, two. Two of them. Um, so, in regards to best director, I honestly, you can tell when you watch a movie what is cinematography and what is obviously direction. Yeah. And it's mainly just based off of the fact that something was structured a certain way. Because the director wanted to structure it that way. And in my opinion, I really want Quentin Tarantino to win Best mm. Director for this one. Because I'm that guy that I love. Um, Interesting. I love The Office. Mm -hmm. And I love the way The Office breaks the fourth wall. I love anything that breaks the fourth wall. Mm -hmm. So with The Office, you know how they usually do the thing where they're acting, they're acting, they're acting. Then they look at the camera. And then they do an interview section. And then mm -hmm. they go back into them acting. I love that kind of stuff. Not that... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood actually does that. Yeah. But there's moments of, and I've I've talked about this to so many people, but there's a, there's a moment where Brad Pitt is speaking to Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Mm -hmm. And Leonardo DiCaprio's character is telling him, hey, man, you look, I'm, I want to try my best to get you to be my stuntman on this film, but the director doesn't, like, y'all don't have, like, a good relationship, so I don't think it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. And so Leonardo DiCaprio tells him, hey, can you just go back to my house and fix the antenna on my roof? So he goes... And the entire time Brad Pitt's like speaking under his breath, he's like, what, what does he mean he's going to work with me kind of thing? And so you, you can see him, he's kind of thinking about it. And then we get a flashback that's literally like a seven, like a 10 minute, 15 minute flashback of the entire reason as to why uh, that director does not like Brad Pitt's character. Mm -hmm. And then once we're done with that, it goes back and literally Brad Pitt's like, hmm, okay. And then literally skips, like, that's it. And then we skip to the next scene. It's so meta, you mm -hmm. know? It, I love that fourth wall breaking kind of stuff or it's like hey i got this thing and then there's like a quick like 20 second thing of him getting the thing he's talking about then it goes back to where he's at like that kind of directing i love it mm -hmm. it's so good and i'm not trying to say everyone else is not in, in in the same regard i think sam mendes having to direct a movie that was literally a one shot kind of thing is not easy mm -hmm. but i kind of feel like you you also need the, an experience of a great cinematographer to actually get that also executed as well. Yeah. So I 100% give like Quentin Tarantino that one for sure. Uh, who will win? I think Quentin Tarantino will win that one. 
Interesting. Um, I don't think so. Really? <laughs> Probably not. Who do you think? It. I don't know. It depends. I feel like like we watched Parasite very early on before it kind of blew up. Mm-hmm. And I think that it started to get more recognition over time, like good recognition. And now people are kind of supporting it. And the person that he is, despite being like Korean, I feel like people are supporting him a lot just based on the few words that he says or whatever. Yeah. So I do think he's got a really good shot. Um, What was the last thing? Did he win a Golden Globe? Is that what it was? He won the, um, yes, Golden Globe. Yeah, like watching that video of him winning was just like, I don't know. It was just really nice and like surreal for him, but he's such a humble person. And I don't know. I feel like people might resonate with that. Um, Joker's just been mixed. And it it is like an adaptation, so that'll be different. But I don't know. Irishman too. I mean, that was a three and a half hour movie. So, <laughs> yeah, I, props I to that there. person too. Um. So, next one, best supporting actress. Okay. We have Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. We did not get to see this movie, even though we we really wanted to see this movie. Yeah. But we didn't not we couldn't find the time to like go and see it. Um. Margot Robbie for Bombshell. I also wanted to see this movie, but again, just couldn't mm-hmm. find the time to watch it. Um. Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit. Uh, Florence Pugh in Little Women and then Laura Dern in Marriage Story. We've seen Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, and Marriage Story for sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really going to go and try to vote for who's going to like for Margot Robbie or Kathy Bates because I never saw those. So in between Scott Johansson, Florence Pugh, and Laura Dern for Best Supporting Actress, I'm really leaning towards Florence Pugh. Hmm. Not only the reason why her name is Florence because oh I gosh. love the name Florence. But <laughs> It's the fact that during the time that she was filming that movie, she was filming Little Women, which is literally just a, a drama. Uh, and then she also was going and filming Midsummer, which is a horror movie, like a very, very psychedelic, dark horror movie that, you know, to do one and then the other. There, She was filming them both at the same time. It says a lot about an actress, yeah. you know? It says a lot about her skill set. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say the other ones probably wouldn't have been able to do it. But the fact that we know that she was actually doing that is awesome. So I honestly will. I, I vote Florence Pugh, but I think it's probably going to go to Laura Dern. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think she's going to win Laura Dern for sure. People liked Scarlett Johansson's supporting role in Jojo Rabbit more than her lead role in Marriage Story. I don't agree. That's an unpopular opinion for me. <laughs> she, I don't know what it was about that movie, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think she deserves that title per se. Um, so I would say Florence Pugh, but I don't think she's going to win. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Win. And I think honestly, she, if they don't give it to her, it's probably everyone's going to be like, well, she has so, she has a lot of years ahead of her, which she does. But that's why I think Laura Dern's going to get it. Yeah. Because we have literally seen a weird resurgence of Laura Dern. Laura Dern is coming out in everything now. And she's hitting it, coming out in great roles, picking good movies. And I think the fact that she's just been someone who's been acting for a long time mm-hmm. and has been in the game for a while and doesn't hasn't really had that recognition that she probably deserves. Yeah. Because she's been gone for a while and then came back and just been hitting it. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to give it to her. 
So I feel like Laura Dern's going to get it. Uh, but I, I go for Florence Pugh on that one. Um, so for Best Supporting Actor, we've got Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes. Didn't see that movie. Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Joe Pesci in The Irishman. Al Pacino in The Irishman. And Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. My pick, well, before that, we haven't seen Two Popes. Yeah. Uh, I've seen every single other movie, though. Never only seen one. I, I pick Tom Hanks. Because I think his portrayal of Mr. Rogers was so, so good. Like, it made me emotional watching <laughs> him on screen, you know? Like, it, he did such a great job. And at the same time, Brad Pitt, you already got a Golden Globe. You already got a BAFTA. You're good, bro. You're good. You know, you, you got it. Mm. So, my, my choice would be Tom Hanks. But in, honestly, I think Brad Pitt's going to get it. Interesting. I think it would probably be between Tom Hanks, Brad Pitt, and Al Pacino, but... Obviously, I've only seen one of these movies, so Tom Hanks is my vote. But you know, it <laughs> yeah. was different. It was a different movie than I expected as well, though. Like, oh yeah, it surprised me. But I think he did a really good job. And then even hearing his Mister Rogers' wife like say her comments after watching the film about you know Tom Hanks' adaptation or whatever, like yeah. that was really cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, so for Best Actress, we got Charlize Theron for Bombshell, Renee Zellweger for Judy, Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scott Johansson for Marriage Story, and Saoirse Ronan for Little Women. But we have not seen the first three movies, Bombshell, yeah. Judy, or Harriet. So we're obviously only talking about Marriage Story and Little Women. Yeah. So between Scott Johansson and Saoirse Ronan, I'm, that, I'm, I'm a huge Saoirse <laughs> Ronan fan. I love Saoirse Ronan a lot. I think she's a great actress, has a lot of range. Mm-hmm. Um, and when... I did a review on Marriage Story, and I said in the review that I feel like Adam Driver totally stole the show yeah. in comparison to Scott Johansson. Not to say her performance was not good, but I feel like he really just was, like, killing it the entire yeah. time. Uh, and I love Scott Johansson. I think she's a great actress. Mm-hmm. So, in between the both of them, I would go with Saoirse Ronan mm. for Little Women. But again, you kind of look at the, both of those roles, and I when you kind of think about it, Saoirse Ronan's character didn't really do all that much. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, didn't really play with all that much. Um, Scarlett Johansson's character kind of did, but again, I didn't think her performance was that strong in that role. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm judging it incorrectly, but either or, I, I would go with Saoirse Ronan. Mm, yeah, I hated Marriage Story <laughs> a lot. <laughs> As a child of divorce, it was, like, super triggering, and I just did not enjoy it. Um, and I think Scarlett Johansson's overrated in general, but I definitely think she's going to win that. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I mean, I would, I don't know. I've been honestly thinking about it. I think it'd be, it'd be a cool situation. It'd be cool if Scarlett Johansson won Best Supporting and Best Actor. That'd be like crazy. That's messed up. But I mean, like, that'd be cool if that's something like that actually happened. I'm yeah. pretty sure it has, but you know, that'd be cool. Um, for best actor, we've got Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. We got Adam Driver for Marriage Story, and Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Who's gonna win? Who do I pick? There's no doubt about Joaquin. it. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Like he knocked it out of the park. He's won a Golden Globe. He's won a BAFTA. And yes, I said Brad Pitt has enough, but Joaquin Phoenix, he can keep <laughs> getting more, dude. Because he his portrayal in the yeah. movie is so good. I walked in expecting to hate that movie. Oh, yeah. And I was like sobbing. I was really wanting to see the movie. And I remember 
asking Vanessa, like, babe, would you do you want to go with this movie and just watch it with me, please? She's like, okay. And I knew, like, uh, that kind of movie that's kind of dark like yeah. that and twisted like that, I know it doesn't really sit well with you. Like, I didn't know you were, it's going to be your type of movie. I love But then we movies. walked out and Vanessa loved it. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, 100% Joaquin Phoenix all the way for this one. I hope so. He's weird, but. he Yeah, and that's the thing is I talked to everybody. I'm like, I want him to win. And everyone's like, yeah, but he's a kind of a weird guy. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to deny that. I guess you're right. Yeah. Um. Okay. And for the last one, we're at best picture. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I don't want to spend too much time talking about each movie, but I kind of want to go over each movie a little bit. And because I, again, I really want to make this. Academy Awards something special that I want to watch every single movie. I don't think I've ever done this before for any other Academy Awards. So, uh, going down the list, we have 1917. That movie was special in a lot of different ways. And I feel like in the theater as I was watching it, I couldn't help but... I was laying back because obviously I was in a recliner. But at the same time, my heart was sitting up. Does that make sense? Interesting. Like, I was so engaged in that movie um my only problem with the film in my opinion is the fact that because it was a one shot i felt like the pacing was hard to control and to be able to just keep going and going and going and going by the time i got out of the film i kind of was like man i am tired Mm. not saying that's a bad thing but for me personally i was like man there's like i didn't feel like there's moments of rest all that much Mm. they they included some of that in there but i just did not feel like it was like enough rest Does interesting that make sense? yeah so like it it wasn't like in saving private ryan where we get the we got uh the soldiers are inside of the church and they're just talking at night yeah and that kind of rest in between a movie That's is something that exactly I really awesome. and so i didn't feel like i got that kind of rest in this movie um 4v ferrari uh, I like that movie a lot. I did not think I was going to like it. I hate sports movies, actually, as a matter of fact, because I feel like they all kind of follow the same cliche. Oh, here's the guy. Oh, he's losing. Oh, he comes back again. <laughs> and I felt this movie, I loved it. And I honestly, there's moments where I literally forgot to breathe. Not even kidding. I was so engaged watching the film. And there'd be moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot to breathe in a second. <laughs> like it, I was enjoying it. I loved it. Um, not to also add that the fact that the theater I was watching it, yeah. the best seats in the entire world. It was practically a bed. It reclined all the way back. I love that. I wanted to see that movie, but it was not in theaters anymore. Well, not in a lot of theaters. And uh, so I didn't have the chance to. But Yeah, it was something that it was like a last minute thing for me because I was trying to find it. Yeah. And thankfully, I had like I had like a meeting that day. And right after the meeting, I went, drove to the theater got at the theater right on time and then watched the movie and boom i i, I yeah i was i looked out on that one uh next is joker uh like vanessa said this movie was an extremely extremely good movie i think it was grounded in the world for what it is everyone thinks the joker and i remember when it was being talked about everyone was like you don't need a movie for the joker why are you making a movie for the joker mm-hmm. he he's he's a character that's it that is like covered in just cloud and no idea of mystery like you're not supposed to know who he is you're not supposed to know his origin but i felt like the way that they played yeah with his character in yeah. this film with mental illness and the way that they explain certain things like his laughter is 
mm. something that he struggles with. That's 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 a struggle that he has, and he can't help it. It's yeah. A, it's and he it starts laughing. And he shows a card, and it's like, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing because I'm making fun of you. This is just something that I, I struggle with. Yeah, and it's, like they grounded it so well. That I'm like, when I was watching, I was like, man, they are smart. <laughs> the entire time I was like, man, they are smart how they did this. So I love Joker a lot. Yeah, I do too. I love when people hate feeling uncomfortable, like hate mm. it. Mm-hmm. And I love putting people in places that they feel uncomfortable because I feel like that's always where you learn something or like some type of realization. Like, And I think that that movie was very almost too real that people didn't like it. There's a lot about bullying and stuff, and it really makes you reflect on the way that you treat other people. And I don't think people like that. So yeah. I think that's the people that didn't enjoy the film. Yeah. In, in, in that regard, and talking about like uncomfortability, I mean, the next movie is Marriage Story. I know that. <laughs> I know that movie made you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, I, I totally 100% understand where that came from. In my mind, when you said that, I'm like, you know what? I think the director probably accomplished what he wanted to accomplish, though. Like he hmm. made you feel something. Didn't make you, like he didn't. It's not like life itself where we went to go watch the movie and you're like it was okay, and then I'm in the car <laughs> weeping my eyes out. Like it made you feel something. You yeah. felt hate or or you just didn't like it or something like that. When I think when you conduct an emotion out of somebody through your work, I think you probably achieve something. You know. Mm-hmm. So just in that agree. regard, <laughs> in that regard, marriage story for me. I honestly I watched it, and then I remember we were done. And I was like, it was okay. Fell asleep, woke up the next morning and couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, man, I like that movie a lot. And again, like I said, I felt like Adam Driver killed it. There's that, there's a scene where there, there's the, 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 the argument scene everyone talks about mm-hmm. that is just so raw. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a little bit, it is uncomfortable. You're kind of like, it's kind of weird. I feel like I'm watching like a couple fight right now mm-hmm. kind of thing. But like he, his performance was just off the charts, you know? Yeah. And Adam Driver, I love Adam Driver. He is literally growing in the ranks of becoming one of my favorite actors. Hmm. Uh, so Mary's Story was great. Um, I hated that movie. <laughs> yeah, yes, I feel did. like it was so surface level. Like I, I didn't physically, like I feel like the storyline was the most simplest thing in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And then the ending was awful. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know. I was hoping for something. Like, I kept watching it, hoping for something. And then it never achieved that. And I was just like, well, that was kind of disappointing. Yeah, but absolutely. I agree. I like Adam Driver. But I was just like, I just did not enjoy that movie. Yeah. I 100% agree on the ending. The ending, ending was a little, eh. It was being too indie for me. Um, <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Uh, when I went to go see 1917, before that movie, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I got to say, like I already said before, I love this film. I think it was great. It just had that It just had that bit of like pure creativity. And Quentin Tarantino was just able to do whatever the heck he wanted to do. And I just loved that kind of film. It, it was just everything, everything about it was very Robert to me. So I abs- absolutely Very loved rapid. it. Absolutely loved it. I've never, I don't think I've seen any Quentino movies. Well, then it looks like we know what we're going to start doing. Yikes. <laughs> um, I'm going to save this one for last. The next one was The Irishman. Uh, everyone knows Irishman on Netflix. Three and a half hour long movie. A very, very long movie. Absolutely. But when I was done watching, watching it, Vanessa was laying in bed around that time because I think you were gone, came back, doing your thing. And mm-hmm. then... As I was getting to the end of the movie, you were getting ready for bed. Mm-hmm. And when it finished, I remember turning to you and I was like, you know what? I like that movie enough to where I just want yeah. that movie to be in the background. 
whenever I'm doing anything. Mm. Because I think what I liked about it the most was the dialogue. It was mm. just the fact that Robert De Niro is narrating this story and just the back and forth between him, Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, and just everything in regards to mobsters and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just fun, you know? Hmm. I love it. So, yeah, I enjoyed that movie a lot. Um, next is Little Women. Uh, I That movie was special in its own way. We were hesitant to watch it at first. Very hesitant. We didn't know? know what it was about. And the thing is, it was one of those movies where uh, nothing against nothing against uh, moms or anything That's like exactly that. what I but was going to say. It was one of those movies that I saw a lot of moms posting yeah. on Facebook and stuff like that being like, oh, go watch this movie, blah, blah, blah. And it, to me, I'm like, oh, it's one of those movies, yeah. you know? And so, but it got nominated and it had Saoirse Ronan and Timothy Chalamet. And, and I was uh, like, I love everything about Owen Lerdern. Well, not her. Um, She plays Belle. What's her name? Oh, Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Yeah, Emma Watson and Laura Dern. And so it's like, okay, there's a good cast. Let's go check it out. We checked it out and I actually enjoyed it. I came out of it and I was like, man, yeah. I really like this movie. Yeah. So it was something out of all these movies, it was something fresh that oh. was kind of like, oh. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Yeah. Good looking guy. Uh, Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. I didn't say that. But I, I enjoyed that movie because I usually don't like any type of film or tv show from that time period oh, but i yeah. actually really enjoyed it and the storyline like i don't know i like when things aren't predictable and sometimes you're like okay here's a moment like they're either gonna make it super typical and i'm gonna guess that these people are gonna end up together but like yeah. they did a good job yeah. uh, and people said that the they did a good job adapting it from the book as well yeah so. absolutely and that's what i like about the, about it the most is i felt like the relationships between between the characters and between the sisters was literally yeah. the main crux of the entire movie. Yeah. And they knocked it out. Mm-hmm. You know? I've really I, I believe their their relationship. True. Um next one is Jojo Rabbit. Uh I've I've talked to a lot of people about this movie. And I know whenever you first see it, you see the trailer for it, you see the summary <laughs> for it, the synopsis, and you're kinda like, it's about a little boy who's in the Nazi army that his imaginary friend is Hitler kind of thing. Yeah. And I know for a fact, I 100% agree with the fact that you hear that at first and you're like, why would you want to watch that? Yeah. You know? And I knew I was going to watch it no matter what. One, it's Taika Waititi. He directed Thor, Ragnarok. Mm. He is a, he's a great comedian. He does, he like, he's good at that kind of stuff. Mm. And I had, I just had faith in whatever he was going to do this time around. And watching that movie, I remember we, we were sitting there. I enjoyed it. And I don't, I'm not a big comedy movie kind of guy. Yeah. Taika Waititi's comedy, me, I, I, I can really get into that kind of comedy because <laughs> I love it. It's that awkward kind of comedy. Yeah. It's, it's the one where just things are just, it, it's, it's getting dragged out for a little too long here or yeah. the timing is weird here or they're implying something weird here. Like I love that kind of comedy mm. and it, it fits so well with me and I was laughing at it out loud while we we're watching it. There's moments in the film where I literally wanted to turn to Vanessa with like my jaw dropped, like <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. And the story and the message that they're trying to tell was so well done. Yeah. And I kind of I've, I've talked to so many people about it, trying to convince them, hey, I know it seems weird at first, but please go watch the movie mm-hmm. because by the end of it, you're really gonna be like, oh, yeah, that's what they're trying to get at, yeah. you know? And I love I loved it. It had like really funny moments and then really morbid moments yeah. and it kind of gave you a perspective of what life was like for those kids who grew up there and i feel like that's very relevant to us today 
like who fight for justice and all the things here like sometimes you're just born into a situation that you literally can't control and you're just forced to live this life and that's basically the role that you take on in this movie um yeah there are certain scenes that are really memorable from that for me especially the ending scene and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but like just to be in that perspective and like all they hear growing up is just how awful Jews are and all of these lies and all of this stuff. But then they also just bring light of it, like with 10 year old soldiers walking around (laughs) and like he, I'm not going to spoil anything, but he comes into contact with like a a girl that's a Jew and he goes to his friend. He's so cute. And he's like, I think the Jew is my girlfriend now. And he's like, good for you, Jojo. (laughs) Like in the middle of a war, it's like, what? You you really don't know what to expect when you walk into that movie, but it was actually really good. I loved it. The ending, the ending, I was like, I can literally just start crying yeah, right now it was good uh love that movie absolutely and, and and if it means anything to you i've watched so many interviews with taika watiti and people asking him like how did you approach this film like how did you do your research yeah. for it and taika watiti every single time keeps saying um the movie's about hitler and i play hitler and i didn't do any research for him because wow. i was not going to give him my time to research his stuff so i just play him the way that i think someone dumb like hmm. him would be and i was like that is the most awesome response i could have ever heard yeah because he's like i'm not gonna take my time and study this dude that was yeah. like this like it, me not studying about him is more disrespectful than me actually studying his character to play his character you know mm. so uh, yeah taiko Tini knocked it out of the park love that movie last movie Oof. i said this one for the and because i think this this movie is for sure my favorite yeah and it blew me away and it's parasite by bong joon ho i know that everyone out there who has a netflix account you must have seen either Oksha mm. on Netflix being promoted because that's one of his movies and it's a Netflix original. He also did the movie Snowpiercer, which is based off of a comic, like a German comic book, I think. Mm-hmm. And he directed that movie as well and other movies. Mm-hmm. But Parasite, I remember I was listening to a podcast and someone quickly just said it like, hey, go check out Parasite because it was such a good movie while they were just talking. And I was like, oh, you know what? Let me go check it out. And I went, I was looking on to see where I could find it. And the nearest theater was like, Almost an hour away. Mm. And I had the day off. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. I went, sat down in that theater, (laughs) and I was absolutely just blown away. And I remember walking out of that theater, and I sat in the car for literally a good couple minutes. was like, what did I just watch? And it's this awesome film that totally just – it breaks the barrier of just even race. Like, he's a Korean director, but you don't need to be Korean to understand the film, you know? The premise is so simple and it's it's literally about this family that tried to uh, trick this richer family into getting their jobs because they are poor. They live in the poor side of town and just the way that they had the analogy of the poor family being in the bottom and the rich family being mm. on top and them just wanting to have this life that they never had. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then there's this moment, and everyone says it. There's always this one moment in this film where everything literally just turns. Yeah. And I'm not saying it just turns. It turns. <laughs> and it just, the entire time, we're like, what is going on? What's happening? And the cinematography is so beautiful. And like I said, the symbolism is so beautiful. Yeah. I saw it. I came home. I told Vanessa, I was like, babe, look, <laughs> this movie is blew my mind and i don't know if you're gonna like it or not but we're gonna go see it mm-hmm. so as soon as it came out in the theater near us i got tickets we went we watched it and what did you think of it 
Um, so we once upon a time watched uh the movie called The Gift, and we didn't know what we got into when we went to watch it. And I walked out of that movie like, whoa. Yeah. And ever since that time, I always tell him like, I'm always looking for a movie that's gonna make me feel the same way that that did. Like, I just want it to like shake me a little bit to where I just am sitting there like, what just happened? Um, and he didn't give me any details about it. And that's what I kind of liked about that movie. Like, I feel like that's an accomplishment in itself is like people not even being able to describe what it is or what they watched because it just totally blew them away. And like, they didn't even expect to get to the ending when the ending be what it was and all of the other things. Like, cause they had no idea from the very beginning that that's where you're going to end up at the end of the story. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think that that was an accomplishment in itself, like I said, and and he's just like the farewell was the first movie that I've watched in theaters with subtitles. I don't mm. mind subtitles as is. Like I watch everything with subtitles. Um, so I really enjoyed that aspect because he, as a director, like didn't. I don't know. I guess that's why he's he's praised so much right now is like he didn't change who he is or who he was or what he wanted or the story or anything else for anybody else's pleasure or yeah. like for anybody else to like it more yeah. and he was very clear in what he said at the golden globes as well as like it's so simple to have to read like subtitles and yeah. that's the way he wanted the movie and he wanted it to be in korean and it was beautiful that way like yeah. i wouldn't change anything about it yeah um I love that movie. I wanted everybody else to watch that movie. Like I said, we kind of watched it in the beginning and then it kind of blew up and his responses to certain things have blown up as well. So I think he's gotten recognition. And of course, the argument that everyone's saying is it's probably going to win best foreign film, unfortunately. Yeah. And, you know, everybody hopes that it would win the best. Uh, what is it? What is it? Technically the title. Best picture. Yeah. Um, I would love for him to win and i feel like that would be a huge accomplishment and maybe maybe it will happen like we yeah. didn't think moonlight was gonna win against la la land and la la land was like the biggest Everyone hype was ever ramping it up yeah yeah and then moonlight won and that was a big change even shape of water like there's a lot of different movies that have been nominated the past couple of years that end up surprising you because yeah. Yeah, i don't know and that's the most powerful thing about it you know real quick before uh, before i go on the his his thing that he said at the Golden Globes was, once you overcome the one inch tall barrier of some ti- of subtitles, you'll be introduced to so many more amazing films. Mm. That is a huge slap in the face to like literally just people just read it the subtitles, a burden or yeah. something, yeah, and, and enjoy the film, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is a Moonlight one, mm-hmm. a black director mm-hmm. who made the film. Obviously, a black cast, all like the entire cast is mm-hmm. mainly black, main black protagonist, everything like that. Love that the movie won. Yeah. Like, it, it brings me pride that it won, you know? Mm-hmm. Next, Shape of Water won. Guillermo mm-hmm. del Toro is a uh, South American director who is, you know, he 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 loves his Mexican side of things, you yeah. know? And he's very prideful of that. And when he won, I was like, thank God, you yeah. know? He won, you know? And now that Bong Joon-ho is up in the race, I'm, I'm, I'm very, and I've said this to a lot of people, and I've said this to you multiple times. I don't want him to win best foreign film because that is kind of like a here, here's your win. So that way someone else can get a chance to win something else, you know, no, get, let him win both of them. Yeah. You know, 
Give them best foreign film and give them best picture. And that's who I'm rooting for. Yeah. Because if we can get the first Korean director to win this Academy Awards, mm-hmm. I honestly think like this will literally blow up in regards to the possibility for multiple other movies. People who back movies will be like, oh, this Korean director can win. Let's start backing up all these other Korean directors and all these other Korean movies and or, or all these all these other movies that are of foreign whatever. Because of the fact that if that has a chance to win, this can also win. Yeah. You know? And that's the bigger thing that I want. And so my goal, my, not my goal, my hope is that Parasite wins. Yeah. I love that film. I think he deserves it. He's a great guy. Everyone talks about him. He's he's Hollywood's dad. He's over there always taking pictures of his cast because yeah. he's so proud of him. But in the end of it all, I honestly think that in the end, I think the movie that is going to take it home is probably Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, in my opinion. We'll see. I it, th- we could see a random film winning because of the fact that there's a split vote, and so Fair. I honestly think either Four v Ferrari, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, and Marriage Story honestly have a good chance of winning. Interesting. Just because of the fact that there's could be a crazy split vote, and they have a chance. What I want to win would be Parasite, Joker, and then Little Women probably. Yeah. But I think Ford versus Ferrari or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is gonna win. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's funny because I feel like all of these like Academy Award type of stuff. Like I feel like it gets weirdly political and stuff sometimes. But I feel like I love like you just said how like Moonlight won and Shape of Water and like if Bong Joon Ho was able to win this year. Like I personally feel like that is literally what America is all about. Like. People achieve things in their own countries, but for some reason it doesn't feel like an accomplishment. But when they come to America and they present it here, it's like mm-hmm. like that is the biggest accomplishment you mm-hmm. could ever have. And mm-hmm. I love that. And we should be like super appreciative that our country has stuff like this. Yeah. Um and I just love that like people like that are able to like prove themselves and show their work and it, it can be direct competition with American films and like other things. Like yeah. I just I've enjoyed watching dreamers like that, like directors make their dream come true and be on the Oscars and stuff as well. Yeah. There was some movies that didn't make it to the Oscars that I wish would have, but um, last night they had some awards as well, yeah, uh, the, the Academy Awards. Film. Yeah. So like The Farewell got recognition there and Adam Sandler and uh, Uncut Gems. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I'm glad they still got recognized. I kind of wish they would have made it further but absolutely i get you know there can only be so many yeah and and, and again you you gotta obviously just pick the ones that you want and again the farewell was one of my favorite movies of last year and it's kind of sad that i didn't win but it won an award this year and adam sandler like i thought he was (laughs) fantastic like honestly if he was on this list i would have picked adam sandler really because he like there's like you wouldn't think a comedian actor would obviously do a movie like Uncut Gems, yeah. and yet he did it, and he blew it out of the water. And if you haven't had a chance, go watch his speech. Because it's the, like it, I was watching it this morning, and I literally wanted to cry because uh-huh. like, oh, thank dude, thank you, because like you are there to stand up for the people that hmm. are wanting to become something, but you just can't because of just this highly prestigious group of people that yeah. don't allow you to be there. You yeah. know? And so his speech, it was so beautiful. I loved it. So go check it out if you get the chance. 
I'm excited and nervous and all the things. Billie Eilish is supposed to perform and Chrissy Metz. Billie Eilish is singing a song, like a cover of uh, James Bond. Um, it's her, It's an original song for James Bond. No Time to Die or something. Mm-hmm. Not a Time to Die. Something like that. And then uh, it's a part of the memoriam part of the Oscars. So apparently they're going to have a... Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Gotcha. Set aside for that. So it might be really emotional. Yeah. But yeah. it should be good. Absolutely. Cool. All right, guys. Well, that's the end of this episode. I appreciate y'all uh, listening to this movie talk. Hopefully, <laughs> we didn't bore you. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, again, I apologize for us skipping the last two weeks. 100%. That was on me. Just busy with life. But hopefully, we can get back on track. Again, if you guys liked this episode, please share it on your social media accounts. You can share it through Spotify. I know you can share it through um, uh, Anchor as well. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it, go and subscribe. Share with your friends. If you guys have any questions, you can leave the questions through the Anchor app if you want to. A voice message sometimes. And if not, then you can go through our Twitter account, at CrazyTalkPod. That's Twitter, at CrazyTalkPod. And leave us your questions, your comments, anything like that. And until next time guys I mean keep watching those movies and next episode I guess I'll do a quick recap of whoever won (laughs) if I'm disappointed or not but we'll see Uh, something can anything can happen you know at us on social media if you're happy about the winning people and movies and things yeah oh and also check out my YouTube channel Ambitious Casual I am doing reviews on movies on there you get to see Sonic this week Uh, you you guys have no idea (laughs) how excited I am because I know the movie's going to be bad but I am so excited for this movie because I love Sonic so much. Yay, so. Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, that's our Valentine's right there, guys. All right, till next time, y'all have a good one. Bye.